Glory to the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Certainly, what a joy it is to be alive, alert, and active. God has blessed us immeasurably. Uh, He has blessed us so much so we cannot enumerate the blessings that he has bestowed upon us. What a joy it is for us to be in the house of the Lord, uh, to be sharing this space, this virtual space with you as we posture our hearts to receive the word of the Lord. For faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And certainly we thank God for increasing and intensifying our faith. Uh, Just one announcement prior to uh, getting into our Bible study. And that announcement is don't forget registration is open uh, from uh, 3 p.m. on Sundays to uh, 5 p.m. on uh, Friday. And so make sure you register if you planning to attend one of the services offered on Sunday mornings, 8 o'clock and 1030. Uh, be in prayer for uh, those that we have shared on Sunday uh, that have uh, different issues and and uh, illnesses, and uh, certainly be in prayer for those that have uh, lost loved ones uh, who are bereaved. Miss Augusta and Miss Phony, uh, as of last week, and um, Miss Augusta's son was funeralized on Sunday, and uh, Miss Phony's husband will be funeralized this Friday. So please pray uh, for them uh, as they are Uh, mourning the loss of loved ones and they are bereaved. Pray for Reverend McCarroll and uh, Reverend Gilchrist. Uh, They have had surgery and they are home recovering also. Um, One of our deacon brethren uh, has had surgery. Uh, What's his name? Thaddeus. Marzette Thaddeus, pray for him uh, as he's recovering, and uh, Deacon Green as he's recovering, and uh, others. Pray for our seniors and uh, pray for our elderly members. Pray for uh, members that have underlying health issues uh, as we are trying to plow forward uh, in these unprecedented times. Pray, and I do pray for you that your uh, conviction uh, will. Uh, lead and guide you as you uh, make ready to vote uh, in this upcoming election. Uh, I don't tell you who to vote for, uh, but I do uh, say to you, uh, be led by your conviction as I am led by mine. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, verses 32 and 34. Matthew chapter 9, verses 32 through 34. Matthews 9, 32 through 34. Listen, also, as um, I'm thinking on it, the conference, Hope Conference at Hopewell, Human Station, is going on now. And... Uh, Dr. C. Michael Washington preached on last night, and Dr. Michael Wesley uh, is preaching on tonight. Uh, 
and then I will be preaching on tomorrow to close it out. And we do ask that you pray for the conference and pray for us uh, as we are trying to encourage and uh, incite hope uh, in these uh, perilous times. So pray for Hope Well, pray for Dr. Rogers and his church, pray for the preachers uh, who will uh, preach and who has preached already. And pray for the people that would hear uh, via in-person, uh, via uh, parking lot screen and via Facebook Live. So pray much for uh, the meeting that God's word will go to the four corners and uh, it will encourage the hearts of God's people and enlist uh, the hearts and souls of the lost to be saved. Matthew chapter 9 verses 32 through 34 it reads this way and they went out behold they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil and when the devil was cast out the dumb spake and the multitude marveled saying it was never so seen in Israel but the Pharisees said he casteth out devils through the prince of the devils. God's word for God's people. God's word is blessed. May we be blessed by being hearers and doers of his holy word. I want to talk about Jesus healed a mute man. As we have been plowing through the gospel of Matthews, uh, it has been our intention to highlight the teaching ministry of Jesus Christ and the miracles that Jesus wrought. The very miracles Jesus performed are the demonstrative proof of the Messiah being manifest in the flesh. In other words, Jesus the anointed one is revealed. He, he shows his authority and kingship over all creation. He has power over every created thing. He has power over the world and the powers over the powers of the world. He is God with all power. He reveals himself, his authority, and kingship over all creation. Jesus is truly the one who has created all things, and by him all things consist. Paul said that in Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 uh, and 17, Jesus has authority over all creation. Notice, if, if you will, the miracles of Jesus. In chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, Jesus healed lepers of leprosy, authority over 
disease. Jesus healed a Roman centurion servant in Matthew chapter 8 verses 5 through 13 authority over distance and disease. Jesus healed many in Matthew chapter 8 verses 14 through 17. He stilled the storm that threatened the lives of his disciples in Matthew chapter 8 verses 23 through 27. His authority over nature. Jesus healed two men possessed with demons in Matthew chapter 8 verses 28 through 34. His authority over demons. Jesus healed the paralytic in Matthew chapter 9 verses 1 through 7. His authority over disease. He restored Jairus' daughter and healed a woman with an issue of blood in Matthew chapter 9 verses 18 through 26. His authority over disease and death. He heals two blind men in Matthew chapter 9 verses 27 through 31. It shows his authority over blindness. In verses 32 through 34, the healing ministry of Jesus continues. Verse 32 says, and they were going, as they were going away, behold, they brought, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. As the two men who were blind went out. Y'all remember Jesus healed the two men who were blind and told them not to tell anyone and they went out and published it abroad. As they were going out of the house, they were bringing this man with this dumb spirit into the house unto Jesus. So this miracle that we are looking at and we are investigating deals with a demoniac deprived of his speech. A demoniac is a person who is possessed by an evil spirit. Demon possession is real. Demon possession is real. It is taught in the Old and New Testament. It is real. Let me by way of approach to the subject of demon possession differentiate between mental and physical abnormalities and demon possession. Listen now, not all. Not all mental and physical abnormalities are the result of demon possession. For example, Matthew chapter 4 verse 24 says, And his fame went out throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatics, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Notice how he differentiates between demoniacs and lunatics, demoniacs and people with physical abnormalities. Let me read it again. It says, and his fame went out throughout all Syria. 
and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those that were possessed with devils and those notice it keeps saying and those which were lunatics and those that had the palsy and he healed them so Matthew makes a distinction between demoniacs and lunatics. You know, a lunatic is a person with mental illness, is a mentally ill person, a person afflicted with a severely disordered state of mind. And it, and it, and it may not be that the person with this severely disordered state of mind is under the influence of an evil spirit. He makes a distinction. He differentiates between lunatics and the demon-possessed, demoniacs. Matthews also distinguished between physical abnormalities and demon possession. Look with me, if you will, at Matthew chapter 15, beginning with verse 21. Uh, there's the faith of a Gentile woman. The Bible says in verse 21, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thy son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. She was grievously vexed with a devil. So notice this devil, this demon, was the cause behind her vexation. Now, he makes a distinction, but understand that all cases are not the result of demon possession, but some are. Are y'all with me? Some are. So in the Gospel of Matthew, we do see that some people with physical and mental abnormalities were afflicted by demons, but not all. We must be careful not to contribute every human affliction to demon possession. Demon possession, what is it? Here it is. Demon possession describes a specific condition in which a distinct evil personality foreign to the person or animal possessed has taken control of that person or animal. Simply put, demon possession is when a demon takes control of a human or animal host. You said an animal, yes, an animal, because we saw in Matthew chapter 8 that the demons took control of the pigs, the swine, and they ran violently down a steep slope and drowned in the sea. So demons can possess both humans and animals. 
Demons are evil and unclean spirits. Demons are the agents of Satan. They are enemies of God. Demons oppose God's work and try to turn people away from God and the gospel. Demons carry out their destructive or the destructive desire of Satan for humanity. Demons are not the product of hyperactive religious imagination nor the disembodied spirit of the prehistoric race. Demons are real. They are fallen angels. They are spirits. Paul called them powers and principalities that operate under the auspices of the ruler of darkness and the prince of the power of the air. They are real. They are real. Now, several things concerning the miracle of Jesus I want you to notice. Number one, notice the power of demons. The power of demons. Demons are not omnipotent, but they are nigh omnipotent. Oh God. They are not omnipotent, but they are nigh un- omnipotent. Omnipotent means having unlimited power, able to do anything. Nigh omnipotence means nearly unlimited in power. So demons don't have all power, but they do have some power. Don't fool yourself now. You don't want to deal with demonic spirits alone without God on your side. You need a God of all power to deal with Spirits that have some power. Demons are nigh omnipotent, which means they have limitations. They are weak to certain items. They are weak to certain weapons and abilities. They have some form of limitations that uh, to their power that prevents them from gaining absolute power. Neither the devil nor his demons are independent, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Their power and influence in time and extent is limited by uh, the permissive will of God who works all things according to the counsel of his own will, according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. Demons are powerful. They have power to possess, power to seize, power to take, grab, and control. They are powerful. We see this in the fact that this man who was brought to Jesus had no control of himself. He was completely under the control of the demons that his self-control was lost. Notice he had no control of himself to go to Jesus on his own. He had to be brought. 
Verse 32 says, others carried him to Jesus. Demons are powerful. Others carried him to Jesus. Demons are powerful. Others carried him to Jesus. He could not carry himself or he himself couldn't go to Jesus. The spirit of the demon within him robbed him of the ability to go to Jesus. They brought to Jesus a dumb man possessed with the devil. Now the power of demon of the demon overpowered the man. Therefore he had no self control. When demons possess a human or animal host, they take control of the, the, the muscles and bones and brains of the host. Demons have power to impose mental and physical infirmities. Jesus mentioned a woman in Luke chapter 13 verse 11 uh, and verse 7 and verse 16 as a woman who had a disabling spirit bound by Satan for 18 years. The demon controlled her muscles, her bones, and her brain. We see this in this text too because in verse 32 through 34 the man had a spirit that disabled his speech. He was a dumb man which means that he could not speak. The personality of the man was eclipsed by the demon so that dumb de demonic personality is what is revealed the word dumb in the Greek suggests being deaf and speechless so not only was he dumb speechless but he was deaf as well it suggests that this man could not hear or speak. This typifies the personality of demons, a personality that hinders hearing and speaking. The man had no hearing so he could not hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. The man had no speech, no voice, so he could not Call on the name of Jesus Christ. J. A. MacDonald said the man had no voice for prayer, praise, and testimony. The demoniac had lost power. The demonic spirit, the demonic power took control of him. Power of demons. This demon was so powerful it silenced him. And this demon 
prohibited him from hearing. Powerful. Powerful. But I like this because not only do we see the power of demons, we see the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to earth to crush the power of Satan. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, God promised a savior to Adam and Eve while addressing Satan. The promise is that Jesus would crush the head of Satan. Watch this. Get this. Satan does not have a physical head. Mess some of y'all up. Because Satan is a spiritual being. He's not a physical being. He's a spiritual being. Mm. So, the promise is that Jesus would crush the head of Satan. So, God's promise points to a crushing blow to Satan's power. Notice verse 33. It says, when the devil was cast out, the dom spake, and the multitude marveled, saying, it was never seen in Israel. Jesus could cast out evil spirits because he is more powerful than all evil. Jesus is omnipotent. He has all power. All power. Heaven and earth is in his hand. He has all power. Unlimited power. He is able to do anything but fail. He has all power. Notice the demons are not driven out by the power of psycho, psychological therapy. Notice the demons are not driven out or cast out by emotional appeals. Notice the demons are not cast out by vulgarity. But by the power of Jesus' word. Now, notice under the power of Jesus, the instrument of Jesus' power. The instrument of Jesus' power is Jesus' word. Boy, there is great power in the word of Jesus, in the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only begotten, our only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So, the power, there is great power in the word of Jesus. He himself is the word of God. And the power and authority of Jesus' word drives out evil spirits. 
That's why when we preach and teach, we don't preach and teach our word. We preach and teach his word. And when we preach and teach his word, the power of his word is able to drive out evil spirits. Evil spirits exist amongst us. Evil spirits come to service. Come to teaching meetings. And the word of God is able to drive out evil spirits. That's why we preach the word. We don't have to make up anything and try uh, to sound uh, sophisticated and intelligent by coming up with something new. No, we preach the 66 books. We preach the word of God. And the word of God is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts and pierces and cut asunder the thoughts and the intentions of man. So the word of God is powerful. And Jesus is the word. The instrument of his power is his word. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was, after being baptized, was led up into the wilderness by the spirit of God to be tempted of the devil. And every temptation Satan brought his way, he used the word of God to combat Satan. That's the power of God. The word of God is the power of God. That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 1, he's not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. And for a man to be saved, the power of God will drive out that evil spirit and set at root in his man's heart the spirit of, of God and that's why we preach the gospel because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to all who believes so the instrument of Jesus' power is his word but notice the transformative power in Jesus' word the word of God has power to transform your mind and life. Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Oh my, the word of God is springing forth. It changes the mind. It adjusts the mind. Even we see this truth in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word of God renews the mind. There's delivering power in Jesus' word. He speak and demons obey. 
The Bible says in chapter 8, he said, go. And they went. The evil spirits left the man or the men and went into a, swir- uh, uh, a herd of swines and ran violently down a steep slope. So there's power, there's delivering power in Jesus' word. He can speak a word and turn your life around. He can speak a word and bring you through and bring you out. He can speak a word and change situations in your life. There's power, delivering power in Jesus' word. You remember in chapter 8, this man had a centurion servant. And he says, just speak the word only and it shall be done. And the Bible says that self-same hour, Jesus spoke the word, his servant was delivered. There is delivering power in Jesus' word. Not only do we see uh, the power of the Lord or the instrument of Jesus' power, but secondly, we see the immediacy of his power. Notice... Jesus did not use process to cast out demons. The moment he spoke, the demons obeyed. They came out. Notice verse 33, a clause says, when the devil was cast out. That's all it says. When the devil was cast out. It didn't give a long drawn out explanation as to what happened. It simply says when the devil was cast out. Immediately Jesus spoke to that demon and that demon had to come out. Not only do we see the immediacy in Jesus' power in verse 33, but I also see it in Matthew 8, verse 32. And in Matthew 8, verse 32, after the demons asked Jesus to send them into the herd of swine, Jesus simply said, go, and without delay, the demons left the men. He didn't have a five or seven step program. He just said, go. The immediacy of his power now let me close by saying not all good is well received now there was a crowd that received and were at all with what Jesus had done but there were also a crowd of Pharisees who stood around and uh, who witnessed what Jesus had done for this dumb man. And they criticized and blasphemed. They spoke against. Listen, let me pause to help us. Your good is not always well received. This Pharisaic spirit that we see in the text is not dead. We still have people today who speak evil against good. 
They blaspheme the work of Christ. They spoke against. They were spiritually blind. They had a problem with everything Jesus did. Think about it in Matthew chapter 9 verses 9 through 13. Uh, they had a problem with Jesus because Jesus was hanging around sinners. In their eyes, Jesus was unclean. They had a problem with Jesus because his disciples were not fasting. They had a problem with Jesus because Jesus and his disciples were not doing as they were doing. But Jesus was healing and delivering people from all types of sickness, diseases, and demon possession. And they had a problem because they were spiritually blind. How could an unclean person have authority over unclean spirits? That's what they accuse him of and that's how they blaspheme is they accuse him of being an unclean person with control over unclean spirits to understand see there were many people in Jesus's day who thought that the head of unclean spirits could tell other unclean spirits what to do and where to go and so the Pharisees said that Jesus was the prince of demons. In other words, they said that Jesus was an unclean spirit ordering other unclean spirits. They failed to realize his power over demons marked the launch of God's kingdom. And so when Jesus cast out uh, the demons out of the blind and mute man, he said, if I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. As in Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. If I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Question is, how could they be so hard in heart and blind to truth? But the truth is, people are just as hard in heart and blind to truth today. They miss the message of Jesus. They miss the miracles of Jesus because they don't acknowledge who he is. See, a man who does not acknowledge his sins to God, who, who, who prays not for salvation, who returns no praise for the mercies he is continually receiving may well be said to possess, to be possessed with a dumb spirit. It's absurd and dumb to live life as a sinner apart from the saving grace of God. We have many people today who are, who are just as blind and 
hearts are just as hard as the people we read about in verse 34. Missing the message because they fail to see their own sins and acknowledge their sins to God and pray for salvation. Many people today are just as hard. Listen, you can't discredit Jesus. And you can't discredit his power. Because his miracles are so many and public. Not only then, but now. Jesus is still performing miracles today. And his miracles are so many and public. You can't discredit Jesus' power. Because his power is so evident in the life of some. In the life of the church. His power is so evident in families and, and in young people and, and in seniors and middle-aged people and people of every walk of life that you can't discredit him. You have to say within your heart that he's real and his power is active. Don't take the course of action as the Pharisees and say that the power of Jesus comes from Satan. Because Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. But if he cast out, if he cast out the spirit of Satan by the spirit of God, the kingdom of God has come. And that's my faith, that's my belief that the kingdom of God has come. God bless you. I pray that you understand the power of Jesus Christ. That it is more powerful than any power of, of, of evil spirits that's operative in the earth. Demons are real. But the power of Jesus is more so. More so powerful and more so real. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray and ask your blessings and understanding. Lord, govern our hearts and minds that we can receive your truth. And live accordingly. We thank you, Father, for salvation and being saved that we as your children can never be possessed by devils or demons. Your spirit is powerful. Your spirit lives on the inside of us. And we thank you. Lord, we pray for the people in the world that they come to know your son, Jesus Christ, so that they don't be tormented by demons now and by hell's fire later. But they will turn to you dear father before it is eternally too late we pray oh father that you give them prevenient grace that you will appeal to them before 
Oh, Father, they turn to you. And I pray, dear God, that you will, oh, Father, save their souls. We pray for our church. We pray for our community. We pray for the conference. We pray for the church in the earth that's all over the land and country. Give us Christian perspective. We pray for, oh, Father, the 5 o'clock a.m. Bible study that will be on tomorrow morning. Give us revelation to share with your people. Give us courage to speak it, Father, that your word will confront, convict, and change the hearts of your people to give them perspective. That we be not as runners running aimlessly, but Father, we will run with aim and purpose. Father, we thank you. We pray that you forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. Be with us and never leave us alone. Stand by us. Lead and guide us along this life. And Father, I pray that you purge us. And prune, Father, that our lives will bring unto you more fruit, that you be pleased with our life and living. Help us, O oh Father, to overcome our fears, to face life in faith, because without faith is impossible for us to please you. We thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will do. Bless us according to your will. We pray for the sick and shut in, the bereaved. We pray, Father, for members everywhere. We thank you and we lift you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.